Hey, Earl. Mm. Are they biting today? My dad always says today's a great day for fishing. Mm. Really? Nothing? Mm. You know, when I grow up, I'm gonna be a fisherman just like you, Earl. <laughs> Isn't this the best? Get to hang out, put your feet in the ocean, and just let the current take us wherever we need to go. Don't lose your enthusiasm, kid. Hey, Earl, what's that? Hmm? Look, that storm. That's crazy looking. What is that? Maybe there's pirates in it. That is... Well, that's actually quite interesting. What is that? You think it could be a sea monster? Maybe it just attacked Drift's Goliath. Whatever it is, it's approaching significantly faster than a normal storm. Sabatine, I think it's time that you run home. Oh, come on, Earl. I want to be able to see it. See the sea monster? It'll be great. Kid, that's Tully Tuck. Time to go, right now. We zoom out as we begin watching Sabatine, the young boy, run through the rear city of Drif Relan, jumping from raft to raft, going over the tops of houses and running along. There's a screech and a roar in the background as the waves start to begin jostling the rafts up and down with each swell and rise. The birds go silent. The sea is so unruly. From nowhere, a massive creature lunges out of the ocean, many times the size of this raft city. Superheated wood begins burning all over of Drifrelan as the citizens scream and flee in terror. Ten years later, a dark cloaked figure steps into the tangled net, one of the many local pubs. As he walks in, all of the patrons quiet with their eyes on him. The tangled net is exactly what you would expect to find in a small fishing village. A squat pub with short ceilings, like most buildings on Drift Molina, it sits relatively well-positioned near the docks and along the main thoroughfare to each individual's float. Artworks hang on the wall, most of them stained with unknown substances, presumably ale, ale that flows easily to all those within, and the unmistakable smell of fish and ocean life. A comely barkeep walks up to the dark cloaked figure. Good evening, Gale Warden. Would you like an ale? How many times do I gotta tell you, Farwana? Sabatine is fine. I am not a Gale Warden right now. Besides, I'm just here to get out of the rain. I don't have the seeds. Hey! The Gale Warden needs someone to spot him. I got you, mate. Appreciate everything that you do. Drinks on me. 
That's not why I'm here. I just wanted to stay dry for a second. Well, that's settled. I'll be right back with your ale, Sabatine. With that settled, we find that the tangled net picks back up. Conversation begins to build again as drinks are delivered and Gale Warden Sabatine accepts his gifted ale. Lurching to his feet at the sound of the foghorn, he takes off outside of the building as all of the citizens look around worried. One of them says the word Tulitok. Bursting into the air, Gale Warden Sabatine flies to the front of the raft city of Drift Molina. He and the other Gale Wardens man their posts, crow nest like positions behind sails that they can throw their storm magic at, pushing the raft city of Drift Molina away from the path of the rampaging Tulitok. Several of them are struck by lightning as it passes through them into the waters of the oceans below. As they maneuver, throwing their gusts of wind at their respective sails as a collective effort, the 15 Gale Wardens begin using their magic to push the raft city of Drift Molina out of the way of the rampaging Tulitok. After many hours of arduous spell-slinging and storm sorcery, the 15 Gale Wardens find themselves exhausted, drenched, and successful, ensuring the safe passage of the city is possible, just as the job of the Gale Warden demands. Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the channel where we look at tips, tricks, world building, and storytelling for DMs and players of Dungeons and Dragons alike. I am your host, Greg, and this week I wanted to introduce us to Acheron. Acheron is a water planet with the entirety of the known surface of this planet covered in ocean. As is in all places, life still finds a way to survive. Raft cities in their thousands have sprung up across the surface of the oceans, each of them the size of a typical city you would find anywhere in the Forgotten Realms or Sword Coast settings. As these major raft cities float about, every once in a while they approach each other, and through careful planning they're able to tie the actual rafts together, which allows intercity trade, travel, as well as ease of access to foreign customs. After certain periods of time, they then unbind their raft cities and continue drifting across the surface of the oceans. The only known area that is not completely covered in deep oceanic water is to the north, where there is a single landmass that houses mangrove trees and swamps. This particular landmass is commonly referred to as Tulitok. <laughs> 
Tulituk, on its back, has a massive city of archdruids that tend to the waters, tend to the mangrove trees, and feed Tulituk all the nutrition and sustenance that he needs. Tulituk, the ancient dragon turtle, is relatively passive, docile, and easy to work with. He's able to move around and drift much like the rafts do, finding food and sustenance with the help of the archdruids that live upon him, and the entire commerce and culture of the planet is reliant on the dragon turtle. Tulituk is the source of lumber for all of the raft cities, as his back is covered in mangrove trees, as well as other hard woods. The currency on the planet is actually mangrove seeds, indicating how much of this particular culture is reliant on Tulituk and the resources that ancient dragon turtle provides. Near the equator is a never-ending storm that wraps fully around the entirety of the planet, commonly referred to by the locals as the Eternal Tempest. As the intro indicated, something has happened. The normal, docile, and peaceful ancient dragon turtle that is so important and culturally central to all of the different peoples that live on Akron. What has happened to the Archdruids? What has caused him to rage and lash out at all of the different peoples? What lies below the Eternal Tempest? Is there a land? Are there other peoples that have yet to be discovered? That is all for you to decide. This addition to the channel, I'm going to be calling World Builder. Every month or so, I'm going to create a random world to live in. Hopefully that's something that you will think is amazing and tell your DM. And if you're a DM, use it. Take the opportunity to grab something that's incredible and utilize that within the games that you play around your table. Each one of the worlds from World Builder is going to be just a basic framework. Something to get you started. Not a full campaign, not quests, um, just a general basis of here's a world, here's something that's unique about it, some basic ideas, and that gives you the complete and absolute freedom to be able to make it perfect for whatever campaign or other plans you have for your table. Maybe you decide that Tulituk isn't going on a rampage, or you name him something completely different that doesn't sound so weird. That's entirely up to you. Uh, I'm looking at the idea of World Builder as creating a framework to help start the creative juices so that way you can utilize the world within the sessions that you play at. If you're a player, you can grab that and uh, maybe play the episode for your DM so that way you guys can kind of figure out exactly how this could fit into uh, specific areas within your games. The entire Southern Hemisphere is unexplored and a basically blank slate. Maybe there's an archipelago down there 
where there's some basic land, but overall, the still the planet is you know covered in 97% water. Uh, for this particular world, I would envision it to not allow specific races. Uh, and basically, any race that gets water breathing kind of trivializes the inherent, I don't want to say threat, but the inherent environmental issue that comes up with a fully water planet. And so if I was running this particular setting in a game, I would uh, not allow those types of races, water genasi, sea elves and tritons and things along those lines to ensure that there's always this level of concern when it comes to falling into the ocean drifting too far away from one of the drift cities as i indicated in the role play seeds of the mangrove trees are actually the source of currency I would utilize that as a one-to-one -one relationship with gold just to make things easy, but it can help with immersion to change the currency into something along those lines. So I hope that you take Acheron, you utilize it, um, write yourself and your players an amazing story on a fully realized nothing but water world with drifting raft cities, ancient dragon turtles, storm giants, and anything else that you can imagine to throw at your players and provide them with a nautical sense of exploration. As always, thanks for joining me. Feel free to check out the link in the descriptions for uh, the Discord channel that I am a game master of and uh, join us. We'd love to have you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And as always, let's let the dice decide.